You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Oh my goodness, that music. It's so infectious. <laughs> Woo, man. man. It just gives you trance. Jeff, doesn't it just give you energy hearing that music? Well, I was asleep before I got here. So, <laughs> you're right up. What is up, everybody? And welcome into the DMVR Nuggets Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's interview, energy is thoughtful, mm. thoughtful observance. Yeah, it's like, what's happening? Uh huh. It's the energy I have on my podcast, which is why it's like one of the top 100 rated Nuggets based podcasts. <laughs> That's a great joke. Uh, guys, we got a great one live in the flesh today. None other than the king of Thornton himself, Jeff Morton. Hello, hello, hello. How are you both? Hey, good. You know, um, the king of Thornton, still true? Still the king of Thornton? I, I don't know who lives there now. <laughs> <laughs> if you move elsewhere, do you get to retain the title of king of Thornton? I, I, I hope so, but I, I'm, I'm sure it will go to like someone else. <laughs> Thornton, not exactly. Again, I'm from Thornton. Not exactly a place that like you're you're claiming kinghood of. It's I moved to Broomfield. Claim it. People ask me where I'm from. Broomfield. Broomfield. <laughs> Lived there for like six months. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm originally. I grew up in Arvada. Yeah. And I, and I, I always thought, about, maybe I should claim the king of Arvada. But it's still, it's, the, it's six and one half dozen the other. You got to rhyme it though. Yeah. It's king of Thornton. It's king of Thornton. Right Thornton yeah. That's All perfect. the way down here from Thornton is the king himself, Jeff Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> so great. And then of course, back from a little mini vacation, it's Brendan Vogt. CHGO. Uh, cool city they got over there. Um, it's the best, I, I prefer our sports culture and our company, but you know, I don't know. Their sports culture is kind of good. I know that was just blatant. Pandering. That was such their, their sports culture is really cool. Their sports culture is uh, really. cool. I didn't know the river was a, was such a recreational thing. Like I thought it was a river you looked at but would not go near. I don't feel like you understand rivers. Well, no, no. Like in the middle of the city, like it. it I would not like. You've never seen people at, like the plat. I didn't realize it was like a little um, Venice. Like you just. Wait, oh, oh, oh I you see what, what you're saying. saying. Oh, I got you. Ride about. their boats. I got you. You're yeah, talking yeah. about the Chicago River. Yeah, yeah that's the, the one. Have the you ever man, seen a movie? The man-made, manufactured river they have there to get rid of sewage. I love, <laughs> I love Jeff's anecdotes. <laughs> All right. I love his anecdotes. <laughs> you know, like, like, I'm wrong again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today's show is going to be a great one. In segments two and three, we are going to look at every Nugget number in history. Well, actually, I guess it's just every number, and then we're going to talk about the Nuggets who have uh, have worn that number. Mm-hmm. Who is the greatest? 15. We'll have to get to that debate. Oh, We're oh going to go through all of them. Finally, it's time. Uh, because this, later this today, me. 2 o'clock, we at DNVR are going to release ours for all of the Denver sports, the big four, for every number. And I got to be honest with you, Jeff, you're going to hate it. Oh, will I? Yeah. It tore our company apart. Like, we did really? this over two days. Honestly, am I joking, Kale? Yeah. Like, honest to God, there were, like, people that logged off because they were, like, so mad at the debates that wow. were raging. Raging. Well, I see, can't, but I, I agree. They'll probably hate it, but I, I will internally seethe. So <laughs> <laughs> you will just quietly seethe. Yeah. Um, so we'll get to that in segments two and three. But first, I want to talk about Jeff. We've been texting. Yeah. As we do. As we do. And you had an ominous text to me a couple weeks back. Mm-hmm. Prior to you writing, you know, your article from, from a little bit ago, where yeah. you said, Adam, don't stay in it too long where you lose your love of the team, which is a thing that can happen, especially with the Nuggets organization. Like yeah. you, they can, They've done a very good job over the generations of murdering off their closest fans. Everyone, yes. <laughs> That's why I say there is very few Nuggets fans that go generation through generation. There's very few yeah. guys that are like, my top three favorite Nuggets all time are David Thompson, Alex English, and Carmelo. Right. It's like very right. rare. Right. Very, very rare. Right. Um, but you said, you know, don't stay in it too long. You know, don't let, you know, don't this or that. Do you feel that way? This is a golden era of Denver Nuggets basketball. Do you feel emotionally detached from it? Oh, yeah. 
I, I, it's not the same. Um, I could tell you every single player on the 1993-94 Nuggets roster, as everyone knows. Um, honestly, I, I, I've gone through periods in the last five years where I've had to remind myself who's on the team. Mm. And there's factors to this. I, I wrote, I'm, I, not to plug myself, but I wrote an article on Medium. You can find it. Uh, I, where I talk about, like, I no longer have the passion that I used to specifically about covering the nuggets i still love the nuggets yeah but it's it is it's amazing how you just kind of like i've been doing this since 2009 it's a long time to be covering one team people did i don't know how people did it but newspapers for 30 40 years retirement posts i'm always like oh so your entire life you did this for your entire that's what it is and i was i started covering this team it was the year after the western conference finals year and I have gone through almost every iteration possible of this Denver Nuggets team. And obviously, as you know, there's other factors into it, but part of the burnout is just, it's just, you see, you just see the same thing over and over and over and over and over mm. again. And once you know how the sausage is made, it, you, it can't help but affect you. And I think I got to the point where I just was so emotionally disconnected from it. I have not, and it's weird to say it, I just am not emotionally attached to this team. And there's people probably watching this right now, seething right now, and I do not blame you. Uh, it's just, I could, I'm, I'm it connected, I am not. Mm. But the, the, this guy here, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm connected to, Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not connected to a single player on this roster. Do you think it's the players themselves? Do you think it's you? Do you think it's uh, uh, events? Like, what what is, do you think it is? Are these? It's not my age because you know D line is same age as me. Yeah. And he he's much more connected to this team. Although yeah. he's a typical Denver fan in that he wasn't a Nuggets fan. Right. Right. Yeah. Prior. Yeah. To, he's that era. I mean, he yeah. knows of it, of course. But yeah. yeah. But he's not connected to it. I yeah. am. I've been a hardcore. I, going back to the late eighties, I'm a hardcore yeah. Nuggets fan, and I just. I just, I don't know what it is. I can't really put my finger on it. Now, there's, with covering the team, I felt fairly isolated. And, you know, you read my article. Uh, Brendan, did you? I did. Okay. And I just, I got to the point where I, like, that isolation, coupled with the fact that I was suffering from the most burnout I've ever suffered right, in my life. Right, right. You know, doing this thing and not getting paid for it for right. 13 years is right. just, it, it's a, it becomes like, why am I? Why am I doing this? Why am I right. devoting my time to this? You right. Know? On top of the fact that I am the only gay uh, person in media in Denver, and I, I just, I felt that crushing isolation, and all that combined to me just like disconnecting. I mean, I don't know how many people uh, who are watching this will listen to my podcast, but I mean, I, I do one a week now, and yeah. I, I, it's hard for me to do it. I may get my batteries recharged if the Nuggets become a better. If they know, if they recharge you, you yes, speak, they, you they, know? They, and it's always possible. I mean, the 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 closest I ever came to disconnecting completely from the Nuggets was the eleven win season in 1997-98. That's the worst team I've ever seen in my life. Right. <laughs> Pre, I, it was just oh my god, I could go into stories, but um, it was so bad. Alex English was doing uh, color for the for the. Yeah, I think it was Prime Sports still then. And he was so bad at doing the <laughs> color. I, 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 it was Dan Essel was on there, and Dan's yeah. a great color guy. But yeah. I just could – I was like, I couldn't even take Alex. English really? Yeah. And like, I would turn it off. That's the cl- – I was 20 years old. That's the yeah. closest I ever come to just like completely like – But now is kind of approaching that just because I've just seen so much of this goddamn team. I'm curious about this sentiment, though, because I just this morning or maybe it was last night, your buddy, the ghost of Marv, Ted, right? Yeah, Ted, 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 Ted Chalfin, is that, did I get his name right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's been a very well-known Rockies fan, you know, online. Like, he's, he's a big a, a big figure. He just put, either it was last night or today, he's like, I think the Rockies finally got me. Like, yeah. He's like, I just don't care anymore. I saw that. And, and I, like, it actually made me sad because I, I don't know him well, but I know him through that. Like, I'm always, I'm, I'm like... This version of like passion, like really like uh, resonates with me. These right. people that are so passionate for something that's so unrewarding, yeah. You know, there's something like romantic yeah. about it. And so when I see people like that, where there's a final death now, it's like it's like extra sad. Where you're like, oh my god, like 
there is a breaking point for everyone. Can I can I like throw this back to you guys? This is your podcast, so like, but <laughs> make yourself comfortable yeah. here, Jeff. It's our podcast. Today. But I mean, you're a Cardinals fan. You uh, we don't talk about that. Yeah, uh, we don't uh, acknowledge it, but yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. He is actually. I'm not allowed to. <laughs> he's actually less a Cardinals fan yeah. and just more of an asshole. Yeah, yes, right, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> so it's like a resident of St. Louis. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> never been. It's never, the craziest yeah, thing. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> um, but like you, you I, I know your journey, and you weren't yeah. childhood connected to the Nuggets. Well, like I was. Were you? No, well, part of this is I'm a little bit younger than you, so yeah. we, like you were coming of age in Alex English, and I was coming of age a little bit. Uh, little, little, okay. I, really, really, it was yeah, like LaFrance, and you know, like, there was it was a little bit harder to build those deep. But you had Antonio McDice. I had Antonio McDice. I remember actually, I had Dikembe Mutombo. My brother had Antonio McDice. Oh, um, yeah. So like, you know, I, it was there, but but did you did you have you the Broncos were winning Super Bowls when I was the age okay. you were for you know. See, and I disconnected days. from the Broncos as soon as they won their second Super Bowl. Really? I'm like, they, they, they can't climb They climb. Yeah, they, you're they, a dog yeah. chasing a car. Yeah. You're like, what I, do I do now? I caught the car now, so yeah. I, I don't need to see this. But uh, how about, how about have you ever faced a burnout like that? I mean, you, you, is there a team you're a fan ever, of, of, oh, with the, of New York sports. With the Cardinals, big time. Yeah, well, yeah. With the Cardinals. No, the Cardinals. They, there was, for like 10 years, they did. It was more Spursian than Lakers. Like, it was like drafting. Yeah. It was their guys. It, every year, you had something to seek your teeth into. And then for the last, you know, five, six years, I'm just... It's like you, man. For something I thought would be a lifelong passion, I have to Google some of the guys on the team. So I, but I think you know everyone's a little different. I've watched my dad go through burnout and then refine yeah. finds it again. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's interesting, but uh, I I am curious. Do you think is there something the team could do? Is it winning? Is it is it, is there just more a more personal connection that's kind of harder to? Put your finger on. I, I get maybe a little bit of that. I mean, look, I'm 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 in my firmly in my mid forties now, and I, I was really thinking about this a couple of days ago. It's like, what is uh, what makes me passionate now? What right. makes you passionate? Yeah. I mean, I mean, Adam, you've built a company. I mean, just you've you've built a, a company. Part of it. There are a lot of people involved. I want to but, make that but, clear. I mean, yeah. Well, I'm not going to <laughs> solely credit him to the credit of the What's other people involved. Uh, but I mean, you're, you're involved with that big part, and uh, you've you've got some places to direct your passion. Um, and it's for me, my passion was the Nuggets and podcasting. I mean, CSG has been around since 2011. Yeah, and. I have been carrying this thing on my back since Timmons left in 2017. Mm. So five years I've been doing this by myself. And like, it's like some of it is like you, you run out of stuff to say. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what I could say anymore. I oh that. yeah. I get I, that. Like what is there, is there anything new that I could tell the, the casual listener about the Denver Nuggets? I know a ton about the history of the Denver Nuggets, but you reach a point of saturation with the history. Right. There's, at some point, you say, like, well, how can I repackage what I just <laughs> right, said? Right, right. But at the same time, you're, Brendan, you were saying, I'm like, well, you're regaining passion. There is no way you can predict it because sometimes sure, it, cause sure. it just happens. Right. You know, me uh, getting back with an... I, I'm so sorry with the hand and the affectations here. <laughs> um, You're a very good visual speaker, but I, I, don't, I, I got like I was rekindled with the Nuggets at the Carmelo Anthony yeah. era. The last two Essel years were uh, they almost they were so bad. Like honestly, I don't. You were like in the one percentile that bridged the gap there. Like they lost everybody. <laughs> oh my. It was, it was so, I mean, there was, I mean, the 2002, 2003 Nuggets were bad, but they were like easy to root for, you know, plucky yeah. team. Uh, the 97, 98 Nuggets were just awful. And there were some unfortunate um, things that I think pushed people away too. You had the Mahmoud situation, yeah. you had the Dan Issel situation, like there were, and then you had an ownership sale and all this stuff. So like you had a lot of yeah. things that like, if you were on the fence about the Nuggets, they were like, please leave. <laughs> and the, and the Nuggets, the thing, thing about the Nuggets were they, even through all that time, this is a little bit into the weeds, and um, Ascent was selling them, and their main, their main, still after all that losing, their main property was the Nuggets. Yeah. Even though the Avalanche right, were right. wildly successful and won a Stanley Cup, the money is different. People the, don't quite realize the money, and it's Josh Kroenke pointing this out. They're losing money, and, right. and they're still they're a successful team. It doesn't compute. Right. It's just the money, the situation. More casual fans like. Uh, basketball, basketball because yeah. they can identify with it uh, in this way. It's not our national sport like it is in Canada. So anyway, they they that what that part was just like that's asset was sold, but they were so mismanaged and so terrible 
it was hard to look past that. But I think what helped was that I was in my early, well, from about 2000, 2003, you know, by 2003, I'm 25 years old. I, I'm still young enough to hope for the what's on the other side, uh, end of it. And, and it came and it was great. At 44, it's harder for me to invest that emotional time in, in waiting for the card to come. And the card seems like it's here and I can fully acknowledge it. And maybe I'm just waiting for that trigger moment to, for the, like the, the light bulb to go back on over my head, right. the, the rainbow colored light bulb for multiple reasons nice. and uh, have it, I'd be like, wow, here it is. And maybe it'll come back, you know, but as far as covering the team, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if that'll ever come back. Yeah. I'm just, I'm so interested in this because I mean, people that watch the show like every day, no, one of my big sticks is people's identity in their community that they mm-hmm. find through sports. And obviously this is like the core of what we're trying to do, build a community. So people identify with coming to the show and watching the nuggets together. And that's the part of this whole thing that like, when I think about what is Denver, there's two Denver's there's like old Denver and new Denver. Right. You, to me, you Jeff are like old Denver center bullseye. I, I'm a lot of this too. I think like yeah. I, I can identify a person that is a Denver native yeah. because there are these these traits to him. A little, you know, and I mean this with love. A little quirky, a little unique, a little like, uh, you know, just willing to be, you know, a little different or what have you. And then also has this like passion that connects through, you know, that that goes. Beyond just the like, we're cool. Like you like the Nuggets in part because they're not cool. Like that's part of what connects you to them. Definitely. Oh my god. Like the oh, Lakers are yeah. cool. How lame is that? I if, if you're an underdog, I will love you. <laughs> yeah. I, and that is, you know, the the, the closest player. And, and you're going to laugh at this. The closest player I can identify with on the current Nuggets roster is Michael Porter Jr. And it's completely <laughs> clip that. Completely clip that. Write that down, Kel. It's completely because he is by far. If you talk about him, yeah, the most discounted person on the roster. Yeah, and so it, and, true. And I'm like, all right, I like this kid. You're like, isn't he awesome? Like, and I, and are we talking about that guy that makes every shot he takes? Yeah, and then I listen to him in an interview, and I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't like yeah. him much. But I, it's it's but it's like. But the, the 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 kind of the overwhelming thing never got with that way with me with Will Barton because I knew that he was had such a support thing with him in the organization. Right. And with 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 Mike, I'm like I hear this stuff and I see I hear people ragging on him and I'm like it makes me identify with him a little more and I hate that because literally I bet you if I had a conversation with him, we and I he and I would not be on the same plane whatsoever. <laughs> you, you both did get that Puma sponsorship, but yes, other we than did. that, yeah, other than that, yeah. Well, yeah so, and we both wear, you know, you know, ill fitting Lafonso Willis <laughs> jerseys. But, <laughs> no, but I mean this this is sincerely about like, you know, Nuggets Nation is better with you involved. Like oh. and, and not just you, but people like you, you know, this through line between the real Denverites, the real the real people. And then of course like there's also what makes Denver cool is when it is at, at its best, Denver is a melting pot between the established identity and culture of Denver that was deficient in a lot of areas, but was also really important in some areas. And then all of the newness that's come to Denver that has mixed with it. And those areas where they haven't mixed, I think is like, I don't want to say problematic. That's too heavy, but they, they make the city less good sure. in the areas where they don't sure. mix. You know, and you, you know who's like that is Chris Dempsey. Chris Dempsey is another one like it. He's an old... Oh, old oh, Denver, right? a thousand percent. And, you could tell. I'm telling yeah. you, I could tell like very quickly. Like It doesn't take that much work to know who's a Denver person. And it's uh, like, I remember Chris Dempsey when he had a mustache. But um, it is... Man, wow. <laughs> I actually can't picture that. Yeah. And he... But it's just... It's... You get these through lines as you're talking about with people who are like me. John Reedy is like yeah. John, John Reedy's very. Oh, like, he's a Denver. Denver. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Uh, we are <laughs> all on. people who like identify with the underdog aspect of this. City. Yeah, and which is to its de- detriment too, because I think it like it's almost like uh, a fan who like doesn't like new new people coming into their right. team. You know, right, right. I, I but I'm just you know I, I, that is who I am. It's part of my identity. And uh, I think I think there's a lot more people like that out there than are willing to admit it. But it's they get to the age where they're not on social media or they they just get sick of like the, the, all the BS and they kind of disconnect. And uh, but we come out of the woodwork when there's something to root for. Yeah. You know? But this is my point about it is that I see this across on layers. I see this pattern not just in sports and sports fanhood, but in the city itself. This idea of like that blending between new and old is what makes it cool. And when you lose some part of it, it spirals the wrong way. So when I hear this idea of like, are the Nuggets losing you? Are they losing 
a certain piece of what they what makes them who they are mm-hmm. that that's that worries me and i do think that this isn't the case for you specifically but it is the case for some people that this television dispute people always say yeah but we just stream it you can just stream i'm always like not everybody just streams it and the people that aren't streaming it are mostly the old denver portion of it in my experience yep. that's who i'm mm-hmm. talking to are the people my uncles who have watched the nuggets like you since david thompson and they're like i just can't find this on the channel anymore and this or that and i'm thinking we're losing that perfect blend we're losing recipes well you lose you lose the connection to what makes denver denver but and and, and what gets me about it is that i know people and you know people you know people who work at altitude <clears throat> and our sympathy for them specifically is great because they're caught in a, a situation right. that's not of their own they're just workers man they're just people who are just there to make the best product they could possibly make yep. so i have my sympathies with them i have zero sympathy for josh Kroenke or stan Kroenke. Um, they're losing money though, they are Jeff. active they are active <laughs> participants in this and the way josh tried to discount i've known josh for 12 years i like josh I the way he answered that question and yeah. the way he deflected with losing money on the right, avalanche right. bugged me because we heard it, it we like, feel it more than anyone he, he was like oh, he on, was framing himself as someone who are. wasn't participating yeah. in the thing that was making it like not being able to see and that's what bugged me I did the math when he was talking about like you know eight figures or whatever let's assume ten million dollars or whatever they're losing and I was like okay a person who is worth a hundred thousand dollars I can't remember what it was it was like eighty dollars or something like that like the <laughs> relative to their and, it, and like he was like we're tens of millions of dollars we lose and I was sitting there thinking like if you told me I could pay eighty dollars and the entire city of Denver could be allowed to watch the Nuggets I'd be like I wouldn't consider myself a hero because I was like, here's eighty dollars and he was like, you know, yeah. I'm feeling it worse than anyone. Dude, like, come on, man. Well, what so makes it really up. tough is how he can sell it for billions. Yeah, well, that, that's, 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 that's the, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, is like exactly. you're not actually any of this. Yeah. Uh, let's get to a break. We want to get to the fun portion of this. Not that that wasn't a fun no, conversation, I like that. but that was but I want to get to the numbers here. Cause Jeff, there's some real doozies. Yeah. We're gonna have some hot debates. I can't wait for it. We're gonna have some really bad yes. debates. Shoehorse this in for me, just I, that was an interesting conversation sitting between you two because Jeff represents old Denver in so many ways. In many ways, I'm a part of this new Denver thing. Jeff was You are the enemy in this one of the first person that I people that I met. And yeah. Jeff before you, Adam, got me a job. And so it's kind of interesting. I see someone saying they stay connected through the <clears throat> fandom, through some of the shows like this stuff. Um, and in many ways you know you were my introduction to it so it's just kind of an interesting that's true uh, interesting to sit between the two of you as we talk about this we should also talk about DraftKings Sportsbook because MMA fans uh you know this as the fighters face off during UFC 277 277 277 you can take down your own big win with DraftKings Sportsbook the official sports betting partner of UFC this Saturday new customers can bet five dollars on any fighter to win they get one hundred dollars in free bets win or lose and if you want even more action you can also double your winnings on a same game parlay combine multiple bets like which fighter will win how long the fight will last and more just place your ufc 277 single game parlay and if it hits you'll win double DraftKings is safe secure reliable and uh, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want because it's yours and that's the whole point must be 21 or older colorado only new customers only minimum five dollar deposit restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 Jeff, do you brush your teeth every day? I do. Do you brush your teeth <laughs> twice every day? He, if the answer was no, I know he'd he totally lie to you right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. Um, how often do you go no to the way dentist? No way to know if he's sincere. Don't answer that. But I know that not everyone goes to the dentist as often as they should, and that's why we want, we want to tell you about Green Mountain Dental Group, where some of our listeners do their, uh, their business permanently now, because those listeners know that when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, you get a free Sonicare toothbrush. That's a pretty sweet deal. Moreover, awkward dental small talk is pretty tough, especially when they've got sharp tools in your mouth and you're like, I didn't ask you a question. Why are we talking? But the people at Green Mountain Dental uh, Dental Group are extreme Colorado sports fans just like you, just like me, just like all of us here at DNVR. So skip the awkward small talk and hit up the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro. We back. We back. Jeff, we have the unenviable task right now of declaring the greatest nugget to wear every single number in the history of the Nuggets. Now, I have our list that we at DNVR made. Really, it was just me. I just made this list for the Nuggets the, the Nuggets one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we looked it over. And uh, we're going to give you the answer, but I'll also give you the contestants. Because on you actually can Google this on Basketball Reference. They have every Nugget to wear every single number. Oh, so wow. you can kind of go through. Now, we combine. We're going to start with the number zero. 
And I'll tell you guys, by the way, today I'm on at the Denver Sports Podcast at 4.30. I'm going to be with AJ Hayfley and RK, two guys that are Denver Sports Almanacs. We made the list as a group at DNVR over the last two days, but we're going to kind of talk about that. We'll reveal it at 4, show at 4.30. You can see what nuggets made the final cut, what nuggets didn't. Like some big name nuggets did not make it. It's kind of a bummer. Um, We'll go through all that. So another show you want to set your clocks to because it's going to be a very fun one. Um, Zero and double zero. I went through the list. Do you off the top of your head know a zero or double zero that you feel is like, oh, that's the quintessential nugget? Chauncey. Yeah. See, well, when did he wear zero? Uh, 2009, 10. Are you sure? Yeah. He changed changed from seven to zero. Man, I don't I don't have him live on this fact list. Checking. So, we'll do yeah. it live. Yeah, actually, you can look these up for for him on Basketball Reference. It has the little jerseys hanging. I he's not listed on here, so maybe this list here is is a little uh, problematic. What year was it? You said he wore it. Uh, do that. I mean, he changed it in two thousand. He wore three numbers, I think, for the Nuggets. Uh, the first time, I forget which number he wore. Um, this is also difficult because when in there, there's a lot of instances, Kenyon Martin, like Chauncey Billups, a couple other players. I ended up only going with their best year. So Chauncey Billups to me was number seven because of two thousand nine. Like. It gets too messy when you start to like. We can't have a list that has like a bunch of the same guy in four yeah, different he spots. He was he, he changed. His I got four, three, one, and seven. I was gonna say I don't think he was zero, man. I don't remember zero. Wow. If if I was wrong, oh no, may, the world may explode. <laughs> the world may explode. <laughs> so I don't have. Yes, him. he was three. Yes, he was three. Yeah, yeah, he had three numbers. So it, I, no, I, no, he was number three, and four he changed to. That's the one he changed to after 2000 because he started with seven. So, yeah, never mind. Just ignore me. Yeah. In fact, why, why am I here? <laughs> um, I ended up choosing. This is crazy because the guys that I think become candidates, you're going to laugh. Some of these are just terrible ones. like Marcus Howard and, you know, Isaiah Thomas or whatever. You got Darrell Arthur, <laughs> beloved nugget. Double, double zero. Double zero. Yeah. Um, you've got Emmanuel Boudier and you've got Jamichael Green. Those that's really and then you're talking about like Gary Forbes, Damari Carroll, Torian Green, like guys that ended up playing one year and averaging two points. Yeah. So to me, Darrell Arthur, Jamichael Green, Emmanuel Moutier, this isn't the most important one. I ended up going with Darrell Arthur. I, right call. I him and Jamichael Green kind of the same caliber player. Darrell Arthur here a little bit longer. Oh uh, yeah. It has to be Darrell Arthur. Only because of length of time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He also he embraced Denver. Yeah. So still, he still, he's still, he's still a Denver yeah. person to this day. Spoiler alert, he's not the official zero of all Denver sports. <laughs> he did not win the greatest number Shucks. zero. Number one, we get a little bit harder here because to your point, Chauncey Billups did wear this between 2010 and eleven. He was traded that year. Not exactly a remarkable year for him. I ended up, as I said, going with number seven for him because it was the most important year that yeah. that he was here. So you've got Vashawn Leonard. Mahmoud wore this in the 95-96 season, which is kind of tough because that might have been his best season. Yeah, it was his best season. Um, you got Michael Porter Jr. Uh, in this number. That's kind of it, I believe, unless you have another one you can think of. Donnell Harvey. I remember. I actually remember Donnell Harvey. Yeah. Uh, J.R. Smith wore it for two years. Oh, is it J.R.? Uh, sorry, Mark Mood had a great year in 95-96, but that was also the year he caused his controversy. Uh, so, yeah. And he ended up missing several games. So I don't I don't know. I, it's I, tough. I, uh, man. And honestly, here's a weird question. Was Mark Mood better than Michael Porter? Would Michael Porter have had... I mean, he had similar stats anyway, but would he have also stood out on a 11-win team if he just got to shoot the ball the most time? Like, what would Michael Porter look like on an 11-win team where he just gets to do what he wants? Uh, you mean Yolo Porter? Yolo, <laughs> Yolo Porter Jr. Would, yeah, Mike Porter Jr. He would probably score like thirty-five. Points <laughs> That's my point. Like, I'm not trying to say he is a better Nugget than Mahmoud. That gets to be too tough at the moment. But well, but also at the same time, Mahmoud's best season, ninety-five, ninety-six. They had moved the three-point line. Yes, line. exactly. Uh, so, oh, man, what would MPJ <laughs> shoot with the three-point line being two feet closer? Ninety-five percent. Um, yeah. So is there a JR argument here? There definitely is. I mean, he's a which more were, beloved. Here's the years? problem with it was uh it was I had some of his best 2007 to 2009. Here's the problem though. JR Smith was a sixth man. Yeah, Michael Porter is a third scorer. I I it's not about talent. In my at that point it's just would more people associate JR Smith with the I've said this all the time. I wonder how you feel about this. JR Smith is just Will Barton and it tells us something about a, as us as a society that we love JR and hate Will Barton. <laughs> 
I, yeah, I got, I got stories. Stories about JR are, are wild. But, but wasn't uh, he bad shots? But sometimes he catches fire. Irrational he, confidence. Irrational confidence. He's he would pull up from thirty five. You know yeah. that sort of thing. Um, Fun personality. I am. I am willing to say JR because of the two year thing. And Mike Mike hasn't yet. Yeah. I mean, he's missed of his four years. He's missed two. So yeah. I mean, I. I I, I don't know. I, 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 what do you think? I know. Porter's been around a lot more than he's played. <laughs> yes. That's the tough part of this. But in theory, he is he's the best player. He's the best player. In theory, pound communism pound, works. The number, theory. <laughs> number two? Do you, who, who's the best number two in Nuggets history? Oh, huh. Trick. <laughs> Trick question. There's only one number two. I was going to say, uh, is there another one? <laughs> There's only a single person to wear number two. It's Alex English. Yeah. It's the easiest number of all of these yeah. ones. I mean. You didn't even have to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think... Second best nugget of all time, my personal opinion. I, I'd say second. What should I say? Second. Yeah, second best. I'll say second best nugget. I think he's the third greatest nugget. Oh. I know that's a weird one. I oh. think David Thompson's the second or second greatest. Wow. I know it's a weird take. Adam with the hot takes. I know the hot takes today. Uh, okay, yeah, you can make an argument. He's not. He's the second best nugget in Nuggets yeah. history because of uh, Jokic and his two MVPs. Um, but you can also say that he's got the. He had the. He was the head of the most entertaining era in Nuggets basketball mm. in the '80s. So, uh, you know, there's there's that. Night. I mean, Thompson, uh, he would have been the greatest. Yeah, he would have been. Yeah. He would have been. That's why I say he's greatest, but not best. I don't. Yeah, know, it's a weird that's, no. I, 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 I see know. what you're saying, but but it's also just there's just the legend of Alex English, which yeah. coming here having missed it, you hear I hear about him as much as any person. This, I, this next one's so tough. Number three, I have Allen Iverson. Very short tenure, but. Year and a half. The contenders are Mahmoud's rookie years, like first first three seasons. Yeah. Um, Demar Johnson. Uh, you've got Ty Lawson was a number three. Like, would, could you possibly? I don't think you can. Ali Iverson, even in two years, I think was a greater nugget than Ty Lawson. And then Bones Highland wearing number three has a chance to one day be the best number three. I mean, I would say Ty. You're you're looking at this list completely different <laughs> because you're looking at it almost as in their relationship to the Nuggets and Ty Lawson had although he wasn't here for that long and half Five of the time he was here not that great two thousand Ty, Ty was a shooting star he was he was his best year was he burned out he didn't fade away his best year statistically was the first Shaw year and it was yeah it's Allen Iverson you know what, come on, man. the way we talk about Mike Miller around here. Yeah. Uh, you think it's him? No, no. <laughs> I'm just saying you forget how short the tenure actually one was. Year, right? Yeah. No, it was one year. Yeah, but he gets talked about all because of the Jokic thing. I hear about him like every yeah. week. Yes. Uh, it's, it's one year. It's I can't entirely. believe you went Ty Lawson. What does the chat say? Inform me what Tori the Craig. Well, Ty Lawson or, or Allen Iverson. I just It's Iverson to me. I just can't do it. Like when Iverson got traded to the Nuggets, it was such a big deal. Chet's saying Ty. Yeah, but the Chet's young. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, you, you can't you can't uh, ask Kale this because he's adjusting the white balance because of my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Number four is a tough one. You've got Paul Millsap and you got Kenyon Martin. I think those are the guys. You have Chauncey Billups as well, but it's the ninety nine two thousand year. That's not yeah, a no, great. That that's wouldn't. not good. Um, that's really who you're going with. I go with Kenyon over Paul Millsap. Yeah. Now it's Kenyon two thousand eight to two thousand eleven. Yeah. I mean those. I mean, two thousand eight and two thousand nine, uh, ten and two thousand ten eleven were probably Kenyon's best years in Denver. I I went with Kenyon as well, but that was one that I think there is a real conversation to be had about it. The sneaky argument, right? Two best free agent signings. I was in just going to say. I was just going to say those are pitted against each mm. other. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. Um, number five is a tough one because there's a million players that wore it. I actually ended up going with Will Barton here. You had J.R. Smith for one year, but again, I, we got to use him in the year he was most frequently using a number. You get Vashawn mm-hmm. Leonard. You get a bunch of guys for a little bit. Your real contenders are uh, Anthony Goldwire, Jawan Howard, uh, and uh, and Will Barton. Those are the guys that I think have the most. Mike Evans, too, and Mike Evans. It's Will Barton. Mike Evans is good. Um, Will but Bar- it has to be it has to be Barton. It's like eight yeah. years he was with the team. He's yeah. the all-time leading three-point yeah. scorer. Like. I didn't realize Vashawn Leonard wore, wore that number two. How many w- numbers did Vashawn? I'm telling you, played? every nugget from two, from 98 <laughs> to 2010, every nugget has five numbers, and it made this exercise impossible. Was, <laughs> There's going to be so many people that are like, I think it's Kenyon Martin at six, and you're like, yeah, but we put yeah, him but, four because yeah. he wore it more, and yeah. it's like, how do you, I don't know. It's going to be so tough. All right, Will Barton. Number six. Um, again, you have another Kenyon Martin, 2005 to seven. So it's like he mm-hmm. he's the toughest one because it's half and half, and he honestly was – 
I don't know. He was in more in his prime early on in his career. It was, but his best time as a Nugget was early was, was yeah. when he was working on that. Right? So it could be him. There's just nobody else. Walter Davis. Um, yeah, Walt Davis was good. Aaron Aflalo would be another contender. Oh yeah, triple zero, triple A. Excuse me, not triple zero. Number number seven, Chauncey Billups wore it only one year. It's two thousand nine. It's his best year. We have to count it. Yeah. If you think about Chauncey Billups as a Denver Nugget, you think about two thousand nine. Think about that two thousand nine. So. I mean, that was where he was. Yep. That's where he made his bones. So That's even though he, he made wore his bones, <laughs> uh, Greg Buckner, close second. Oh my God, Greg. Buckner. Number eight, easy one, Danilo Gallinari. Uh-huh. I think I think of him as number eight. I mean, I there's no argument. Is there, is there any other? Bison Dele. I mean, what, what was Brian Williams Brian for Williams the Nuggets? But God. he wasn't. I mean, come on. He wasn't Gallo. No, he wasn't. Um, number nine. Whew, this one's a tough one. Oh, well, Andre Iguodala is technically the best one. Tough break. Tough break for the Nuggets <laughs> that Andre Iguodala is clearly the best number nine. He had um, Greg Grant, <laughs> Tariq Abdul-Wahad, uh, Byron Jeremy, Russell. Jeremy Grant. Yeah, Jeremy Grant. It's kind of a cursed number. It's a kind of it is a cursed number. You're I, right. A bunch of traitors at I can, number nine. I can still picture in my head Andre Godola sitting back in his locker room. He said, "Like you know how good we're our defense because yeah. of me." <laughs> <laughs> it's a good line, man. <laughs> uh, so, man, how tough is that, Andre? We need somebody to come in. There's some numbers that I'm like, if I worked for the Nuggets, I'd be like, listen. You're gonna to want to be number nine. You're gonna, you could take over that number. Like you just yes. Like, who was it with the Nuggets organization when Yoke came in and was like, I want fifteen. That was like sure. Yeah, well, whatever. Why not? I don't think anyone's worn that. Yeah, what, what, no, somebody like, hey, why don't you before. just go for sixteen? Like, hey, well, hey. you know, Yoke would have been like, okay, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I don't think he had an affinity for fifteen when he came in here. Didn't so. even want it. They just handed it to him. Like, get this gross jersey out of here. <laughs> yes. Um, number ten. I ended up going with, oh, God, these numbers, some of them are so bad. Aaron Aflalo. Aaron Aflalo wore this in 2015, for whatever it's worth. But you've got a million players that wore this. Scott Hastings wore number 10. Um, almost nobody. Guys that wore this for more than one year. Marvin Webster. Mm-hmm. Al Smith. Mm-hmm. Wayne. Uh, no, Grant Simmons. I mean, there's just nobody that wore it for more than one single year. Tim Hardaway. Talk about a cursed number. Tim Hardaway's career came to a crashing halt wearing number 10 for the Nuggets. I'd say Marvin Webster. Really? Yeah. Marvin Webster would be the guy that you would put there. He was the guy that, yeah. Educate me about Marvin Webster. Marvin Webster was the number one draft pick in the 1975, or not number one, number two or three. He was after, he was drafted the same year as uh, Thompson. And uh, both of those guys chose Denver over uh, the NBA. <laughs> and yeah. he, like the first three years, he, I think he was on Nuggets for three years, and then he left, and then he came back. But the uh, guy was like a beast, an absolute beast. Um, would have been a starting center on any other team. He averaged six points per game. Yeah, this is he was back in a pistol. Oh, this is... Is this going to get Scott Hastings mad at you again? <laughs> I, I mean, perpetually mad at me. Did, did, He's like, I'm the best number 10 ever for the did, Nuggets. Did, like, did come Scotty on, man. Get mad at you? Scotty would never get mad at me. So, like, I'll take the <laughs> one, one time he did get mad at me. This was years ago. This so was maybe funny. five years ago. So I funny. was on altitude one time with Vic, mm-hmm. and he asked me something about – we were talking about the evolution of the center position. I was like, you know, today I used to get away with bigs that – all they would do is foul guys and rebound or this or that. And I was like, in today's NBA, the center has to be a little more positionally versatile. And he's like, you think all I did was foul, don't you? <laughs> so I was like, oh, Just man. beelined it for you. Um, he, he was actually for real mad, too. It was pretty funny. Oh, man. Number 11. I think it's Monte Morris, Mr. Nugget. Oh, let's You've go. got Birdman. Oh, You've wow. got Birdman. Uh, oh, you've got man. Earl Boykins. You've oh, got man. Earl Boykins. and Bird- You have a lot of six-man oh, like man. bench. Oh, Beloved bench players here. I've never seen a Nuggets player more popular than Chris Anderson. I mean, he was a supremely Gotta popular. Gotta go Birdman there. Dude, the, Monte may actually have been pound for pound more popular. Bird, Birdman was uh, a no. Colt. I know he's Colt figure oh, popular. It just is Dude, easy. Birdman was the they were, face of the Nuggets. They were like wearing the Mohawks. I know. It's just easy. To, when you have a hair, like <laughs> yeah, it's easy. Like were, Manimal was so popular, and part of it is the hair. It, 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 was, it was unbelievable. I've never seen a player... Less deserving of this such popularity. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you do Birdman over? My, again, this is not most popular, most beloved. We're trying to do greatest. So, Boy. who was the greater Nugget, Monte Morris or Chris Anderson? In the end, we're talking about backups here. So, I mean, it's like it's, it's or Earl Boykins. You can, if you want to stand for Earl Boykins I, I, here. Well, I refuse to. I just remember him pounding the air out of the ball and then jacking a forty foot shot. He, talk about beloved Nuggets. Yeah. Are you kidding <laughs> me? 
<laughs> but you know what Earl Boykins was? He was Will Barton in Monte Morris's body. Yes, and again, was. 10 years ago, we loved that guy. We're just like, hey, oh my God, three of 14? Yeah, uh, hell yeah. Let's yeah. go. Uh, we, we, I'll, by default, say Monte. Yeah. It's close. Any one of those answers to me seem fair. They all had impacts on the team they were on. Chris Anderson's impact, I think, was actually sneaky underrated. In chats with you guys that uh, he was more popular than Monte. But, oh, there's no. Monte, I actually don't think that's close. Monte was a Monte's more popular with us. Yeah. The, the diehard yeah, yeah, Birdman yeah, yeah, was yeah, like yeah. your neighbor was asking you about Birdman. My my first interaction with Monte Morris, I interviewed him at the the draft that was at the that was a 2017 draft. So everything was depressing after that one. But um, I remember interviewing him, and I I don't remember what I said to him, but I inadvertently and I totally did not mean to insulted him, and I don't think he talked to me ever again. <laughs> Let's fly through a couple more before our break. Number 12. I mean, by the way, any of those guys. Monte might be the third most popular of those guys. If you talk about Eris Monte, hear, yeah, I yeah. think it goes Birdman, Boykins, very close. And then Monte, a noticeable gap below those guys in popularity. Yep. Um, number 12, Fat Lever. Easiest choice there is. And yeah. He's one of the greatest nuggets ever. There's no, There are a lot of people that have worn the number, including Birdman. Um, DJ Augustine, Jarnell Stokes most recently. Mm. Fat Lever, are you going to get his jersey retired? I feel like Fat Lever is in the right near the cutoff. He they, did have his jersey retired. Why do people still wear it then? Oh, it was. You're right. It just happened. You're yeah. right. You're right. <laughs> I forgot about that. You're right. The so, Nuggets just fell asleep for 20 years. They so, just were like, "What are we doing?" So, so I I fell asleep on the 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 Chauncey Billups zero thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. You're right. I completely. It happened so long, like so recently. <laughs> It's the same with Matumbo. It's like hilarious that they just yeah. one day were like, you know what? Let's retire Matumbo's jersey. Like, hold on, what? Well, he hasn't you, been here for twenty years. When you get people who buy a team that only know the team from their point of buying the team, they had to do some catch up. Yeah. Uh, number thirteen. Let's get all the way up. To, let's get two more in here. Number thirteen. I put Corey Brewer. <laughs> Again, not a great number. Monte Toe. Um, is it Tower Toe? I know. Monte. Toe. Money toe, yeah. Five foot six. Hey, the Faku before Faku. Yes. Yes. He was. Yes. Yes. It'd be like if Faku was Jokic's best he was, friend. He was, he had, uh, he, well, he and David Thompson were on the North Carolina yeah. State team. So they, that's why they had that connection. And I think that's probably the only reason Monte toe. It's, it's really team. more like if Flacco Chanchar was five foot six. Yep. <laughs> They're like, it's just half him on the team. But he was on the team for a while. Jeff size. Yeah. Um, and then number 14, we ended up going with Michael Adams. This was a tough one because you've got Gary Harris, who was a very good nugget. You got Michael Adams, who's now second, I believe, all time in three point yep. makes. Um, you got Robert Pack, actually, some good number fourteen. Yeah. You know what number fourteen is? Fourteen is the underground cult favorites, man. You got Robert Pack, you got Michael Adams, you got Gary Harris. Those are like right below the mainstream. Okay, now I now I understand why you sent me that text. <laughs> <laughs> I was going back and forth on this one for, for Jeff. Is it Gary? Is it, what do you think? No, I, I go I, with Michael. Adams. I think it's Michael Adams. Yeah, because of the three point. I mean, he the, the guy pioneered. <laughs> Gary was very close to being to passing him, which would have been a funny little. Yeah, dynamic. it would have been. Yeah, it would have been. But it, it was just during the era, no one shot three points like he did. So Robert Pack was kind of dope too. Like he's another one. Like honestly, he's going to be one of the best third place finishers for best, a number. Best uh, Nugget Duncan in game Duncan Nuggets history, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean that's what he's known for too. And he was short, man. When we saw him in real yeah, life, I, I was like blown arms. away. How came in second in the dunk contest in 1994. Oh, there you go. Um, all right, let's take a break. On the other side. Number 15. Easy one, but it makes for good conversations. It does. Also, number 16. <laughs> the biggest drop-off between one numbers as you will ever see. <laughs> Breckenridge Brewery is the official brewery and beer of DNVR. Beers on tap, regular seltzers being sold in the bar as well. We love Breck Brew. And if you love us, we hope you love Breck Brew and you'll support them as well. They've got the beer for any occasion. And the best beer for watching this show or watching your beloved Nuggets is the Mile High City Kapalaga, which is not from Boston. <laughs> accent not required to drink or enjoy. Actually, uh, really inappropriate. Yeah, they don't do it. But it's uh, it's the sleek blue can with the Nuggets design right on there. It's real drinkable. It's real delicious. Whether you're trying to find the Copper Lager or any of Breck Brew's wonderful selections, check out the Breck Beer Locator. Google that. Tell it where you live. Tell it what you're looking for. It will tell you where to go. Nice and easy, just like that. And uh, you can drink that Mile High CB Copper Lager while you're watching the Denver Nuggets 
on Evoca TV because thanks to Evoca TV, uh, you don't have to be left in the dark anymore. You can watch the Nuggets. You can watch the Avs. You can watch the Rapids because they have local networks like Altitude Sports, AT&T yeah. Sportsnet, other national channels, even a little DNVR channel. Evoca is growing constantly and they're adding new channels to their lineup. They want to. Uh, they want you to join them. They, the service is available in Denver and Colorado Springs. And if you want to know how to get it, I've got the answer. Go to evaca.tv slash DNVR. That's evaca.tv slash DNVR. And then use the promo code DNVR. You'll get $10 off your first three months. That's only $15 per month for the first three months plus receiver. Evaca TV, they get the people going. Back here, we got to get into number 15. Carmelo Anthony, obviously, 2004 to 2011, had it on lock until he broke the hearts of everyone in Denver mm -hmm. and left for, for uh, New York. Still would have had it on lock if not for some reason. Jokic just walking in and grabbing that number. Hilarious. It's funny to me that some people would have Carmelo as the second greatest nugget ever. I personally don't, but I don't care. Like, I love Melo. It's funny to me that he doesn't have his own, he doesn't own a number in Denver. It's actually hilarious to me. I, I blame the Nuggets for this. This would not be an issue if they hadn't have just they, if they gave no, Jokic as we were talking about number sixteen. Yeah. So if they if they would have done that, it would have been. But this, this is on the Nuggets, and it goes to their relate terrible relationship with Carmelo Anthony yeah. after he left. And I and I honestly, like I said, the, the blame goes directly to this because Melo has is going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And like he's number seven. And uh, in uh, New, New York, York. Yeah. but the number he wore for almost eight years here in Denver is going to be belong to a better player. Yeah, but it's like, like, it, it, it's like almost overtly and to me like disrespectful because I think of hard feelings that happened with the trade. Well, also let's be real. When Yoke picked number 15 or whatever he got it, there's no way anybody's like, this is going to be an issue. <laughs> like, when he came in, they were like, they didn't even know who this guy was. Nick, Nick Jokic, like, they didn't know who it is. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, this guy's awesome. And now he's a two-time MVP. Guy, yeah. And it's, it's amazing. And, and it's like, it, it is what it is. I mean, at this point, it is what it is. And, yeah. It's Jokic's and number to me. It's Jokic's number. And uh, Carmelo, uh, the, the Nuggets... Should men fences with Mello? I think I do too. Uh, Mello should make. It's funny, men fences though is like, what do you need to do? Just be like, have him here to. Well, Mello should retires. make an effort. Yeah, I mean, and he's never made an effort. By the way, this is a similar thing a little bit with George Carl. There's like the Nuggets need to mend the fence there as well. Mm -hmm. George needs to mend the fence with the Nuggets as well. Like there's a little bit of. <laughs> there's a little bit of column A, little column A, little column A, little column B. Um, number sixteen. This has an easy this is my answer. Favorite one. It, there's an easy answer, guys. Kostas Papa Nikolaou, the only nugget to wear 16, therefore the greatest nugget to wear 16. If I'm Christian Brown, if I'm Peyton Watson, just pick number 16. Yeah. You get to be the greatest to ever wear it if you score one basket. If you his, just have one his, basket. His nickname was the Greek Army Knife. <laughs> That's not even a good Papa nickname. Papa Nikolaou, he was here, what, 2015? Uh, I mean, he, he yes here. Yes. Yeah, he was here for and Ty Lawson was traded for because of Papa Nicolau. You may not remember. I mean, you should remember this, Adam. There's people who are angry he wasn't getting more playing time. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> Those what the dark is wrong with you people? <laughs> Have you seen this man play? Yeah, 2016 was a hilarious. If you go back in time, same with Joffrey Laverne. Like everybody was like, he needs more minutes. Like, come on, guys. Like, I mean, no. You just play Jokic <laughs> and we'll figure out the rest later. Um, after that, number 17, Joe Wolf. I actually did the math on this. There's I three players, Vincent Askew, Johnny Taylor, and Joe Wolf. Joe Wolf, by far the best. <laughs> Joe Wolf, there was the there was actual there was an actual fandom dedicated to Joe Wolf when he was here. Wow. Uh, Joe Wolf was was the best. It's he a good on, name. He was on the Nuggets twice and the, the the guy he was just your typical white stiff. You know, long, yeah, of course. he had a, you know longish blonde hair. So it was Tom that. Tom Welsh. No, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. 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 Number nineteen, Lonnie Lynn. No, 1970, played one year, averaged yeah, a point. Yeah. yeah, so who knows? Um, number 20, we get back into some guys that actually wore a number. Uh, you were wearing it right now. We actually, uh, for some reason, originally had on here Matt Calvin, who, by the way, happy birthday, Matt Calvin. Yeah, Shouts to him. Today. It's his birthday. He's part of a – the ABA Nuggets are just forgotten. Yep. Like, you never hear about him. He was, I think, the third leading scorer on that team, or maybe second leading scorer – David Thompson's there, Bobby Jones is there, yep. uh, and then you have Matt Calvin. Not that it was a big three, but you could maybe argue at that time or something like the 65-win Nuggets team, but again, you never hear about it. Matt Calvin was uh, the star of that 65 – they, they, that Nuggets team 
Larry, that was Larry Brown's first year. Bobby Jones was here, but Mac Calvin was the was star. It was the last year they were in the audit, old Auditorium Arena too. So. Yeah. But of course, that's Lafonso Ellis's number. Even it though is. he had a cursed career, he was such a beloved Nugget and had a very good peak. <laughs> Albeit I short. Actually, cried when I when he got injured. I was that upset because my favorite player of all time. And uh, he got injured doing a pickup basketball with Bryant Stiff. Right. And it was like, oh, my God, it was so frustrating. But anyway, yeah. it's obviously him. That's the cursed era. Number 21's funny. I, it, it might be Wilson Chandler. You can go Nahara. Um, I don't know who else. Tom Hammonds it, it has the number. I, like I don't that. know if there's a case for those guys over. Claude Terry, who I don't know. but uh, has to be has to be Will. Wilson was there. He just was kind of an important nugget in yeah. two different eras. I mean, yeah. he was an important for the 2013 era. He was an important one for the lead up to this Jokic era, mm-hmm. right before they made the playoffs. I agree. Um, Nahara also a role player. Like those guys are the same. They're role players. Eddie you know? was so. very popular, but there, he did not have the impact of yeah. so. number twenty-two. There's I. I did not pick one. <laughs> I'm just looking at it. Uh, you know who most famous number 22, perhaps, in Nuggets uh, history? Yeah. Nikola Skidisvili. <laughs> that might be the most high profile. Like, oh. what could have been? What could oh, have been? Goodness. What could have been was, yeah, if he had played better. Julian Hammond way back in the day. Um, Tim Legler. Tim Legler there for a stint for the Nuggets. Yeah, yeah one year. Ricky Pierce wore it for a year. So, I mean... No, 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 no. <laughs> Ruben Patterson. Ricky, Ricky Pierce did not actually play. He, they just gave him <laughs> They just that gave number. him a number. Yeah. <laughs> Ruben Patterson, Von Wafer. There's no real good answer. Oh, Zeke Nagy. I mean, Zeke Nagy has a chance to seize that number. That's, yes, how, that's how available it is. Just give us anything. 23 is TR done. You could give Nurkic. Um, you can give Bryant Stith, actually. Oof, actually. Yeah, I, would, I would go Brian with Stith. Bryant Stith. Bryant Stith is probably the guy right there. Yeah. Yeah, Bryant Stith. It has, to be, it has to be him. Uh, 24, you get Bobby Jones at 24. You get Antonio McDice and Andre Miller. Oh I mean, my to me, God, is, that's going to be hard. Well, you, here's the other thing. You have Spencer Haywood for one year wearing 24, oh which is, t- I know it's like, if you actually went pound for pound, who was the best 24? It's Spencer Haywood because yeah. he had like an incredible he, season. He averaged like 30 points and 17 rebounds for an entire season. And it, it's insane. All-star is a rookie, I believe. Like, yeah. come on. Oh, and, let's just do that then. And a, well, a but very it's also like, interesting man to talk to. Very interesting man to talk to. Uh, but Antonio McDice is who I think of at 24. And Andre Miller is a little bit who I think of. I think it's really between those when we talk about greatest nugget. You also have Hanslick. That's true. Hanslick. is notable for... Um, Mo screaming expletives into like near the radio mics yeah. about him, but um, he was a big character. For he sure. was, he was, but like he was kind of like in the Kurt Rambis Lakers kind <laughs> sure. of character kind of thing. <laughs> every, every team had one. <laughs> yeah, <hands like. laughs> they did. But uh, I would, I'd go with Dice because he he made the most impact. Yeah. Uh, but Not Andre true. Miller, Mason Plumley refused to guard Anthony Davis. That was a huge impact. I think I put Spencer. I think I put Spencer Haywood down, but I'm with you. I would go. I would go with McDice. It didn't matter ultimately. Um, See, it's hard for me with Haywood because his he he actually had better years with the Sonics. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's you have to factor that into. And I I just it's for me with Dice. He's the guy who had the most impact with that thing. And uh, anyway, yeah, I'd go. Here's another tough one. Twenty five. I ended up giving it to Anthony Carter. It's not a great number. You got Mozgov. Uh, you got Roy Rogers for a year in 2000. Dan Issel did wear it though in 1976-77. For some again, I hate when these Nuggets do it, so it doesn't count for him. Yeah. Even though that he probably would have won it just on the year alone, but um, I ended up instead going to Anthony Carter, who's kind of an important Nugget, albeit not exactly a great one. But yeah. Um, 26. There is none. 27. Jamal Murray. I think already. Like you got Johan Petro. That's basically it. There's nobody there. What you're 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 putting him in there above Frenchie? I, I am <laughs> I am I am shocked and appalled. I will tell you, sadly, Jamal Murray. You could probably guess it. There's some good 27s in Colorado sports history, yes. and so he's going to have a tough. He's, uh, are you saying he's climb. not getting in above Steve Atwater? I'm just saying it's going to be a really tough <laughs> one. It's going to be a tough one. 28, the greatest 28 in Nuggets history, Jameer Nelson. Hell yeah! yeah. It was either him or Robert Worden. Again, was it Ed was Pitch. it just? Did he wear multiple numbers? No, Jameer. Jameer. He's yeah, one just, year, dude. It's yeah. just one year. God, man. Both he and Miller feel like they had a bigger impact than that to me. Yeah. Um, number 29, Calvert Chaney. <laughs> oh, my God. Calvert Chaney? 
<laughs> that must be dire. Yeah, we're getting dire. We'll keep it moving, though. Number 30, George McGinnis. What can you tell me about him? I uh, uh, Good three-point shooter and beat the crap out of Ron Mercer. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie Evans. Uh, the Oh, this is the rebounding Reggie Evans wore it for one year in 2007. Maybe you could make it. There's, there's, there's people who are in the chat right now who probably remember the story about George McLeod. Just going, just go, just beating the crap out of Ron Mercer at a at Orlando Magic Nuggets game. In uh, really uh, during the game, uh, no after. Uh, after I was gonna say, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Um, number thirty-one is Nene's number. I think he owns that one. Nick Van Exel also wore it, um, but Ooh. Van Exel, a little bit of a flash of the pan for the Nuggets. Yeah, and Van Exel was here for what four seasons, yeah. and Didn't Nene really was here, here almost ten years. Yeah. So yeah, you have to give it to Nene. Thirty-two. Let's get down to 32. What did I pick here? Larry Jones. Uh, some of these numbers have a lot of people like Jeff Green, Noah Vonley, Julius Hodge, Ryan Bowen. Like you get a, guys that all wore it, but nobody that was like a standout. I went Larry Jones, ABA yeah. guy, or yeah, early, early days. Yeah. I'll, I'll do respect to my, my, my 28 points and seven rebounds. Like, I'll, I'll do respect to my great. boy, uh, Ryan Bowen, there's just, yeah. He's not one of the 50 greatest Nuggets ever, according to the Nuggets. That nor, was, nor would he say he was. I, I wonder how he felt about this. <laughs> the biggest number, we're in the 303, number 33, David Maybe Thompson's Thompson. number. David yep. Thompson, again, I think just like he's the Wilt Chamberlain of the Nuggets. Yep. You know, like he he's his legend is greater almost. <laughs> like he's a guy that the stories of him are so insane. Well, it is. If you see some of the the, the highlights of him, it doesn't. There's so even, few, but it, yeah, and they don't even do him justice because his gravity, as you you know, the first time I ever heard someone say gravity was actually you in reference to this sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. And they his gravity was immense. They were teams were terrified of him. Yeah. So also number thirty three, Larry Walker, Patrick Waugh. It's the ultimate number of so Denver. Players. Yeah. It's yeah. the ultimate Larry number, man. So um, number thirty six. Reggie Williams, the good Reggie Williams. Um, actually, that's not right. Do I have this wrong? Did I put him in the wrong spot? I guess I did. Oh, no, that's 34. 34. I'm sorry. I'm on 34. Yeah. Reggie Williams, the Reggie good Williams. Reggie Williams. And that's, he did it five years. That's who I was thinking it was Reggie. Yeah. yeah. So he should be there. Your only other contenders are JaVale McGee. Again, beloved. So maybe people <laughs> go there, but come on. Um, let's get up to some good ones here. Number 35. PJ Dozier. <laughs> Do you have a, th- a thirty-five Silence on top of your head? Over the room. It's Kenneth Fareed. It's Kenneth, Kenneth Fareed. The animal. He's the. Uh, I mean, as much as uh, I got frustrated with the popularity of Kenneth Fareed sometimes because it was based on the movement of his hair when he went to go dunk, I think that legitimately his impact in hindsight was a lot greater than that, and I, I think that well, well deserving as a third. Mm-hmm. That's got to be 30, thirty-six. Sean L. Scott, only guy to wear it. <laughs> don't think he played. But he's the greatest thirty-six ever. Yes, yes. No 37, 38, 39. Now we get up to forty, which is the retire the first Nuggets jersey ever retired, which is Byron Beck. You look up. I don't know anything about Byron, but he's like. He retired real early. He played one year in the NBA, so he played with the Rockets in the ABA. The Nuggets in the ABA, and then the Nuggets in the NBA. He's there for like important stretches of Nuggets basketball. Yeah. Very important stretches. He never was that great, as far as I can gather statistically. Like he was never a top two Nugget. Uh, he is. The, I think he's worth it because he's. He, you can mark his career from DU all the way right. through the entirety of the Nuggets ABA right. experience to the first year of the NBA. He had a great hook shot. Uh, my dad loved him. My dad uh, was one of his favorite players was uh, was Byron Beck. Um, he did have a following and he was respected here. Very nice man, by the way. Extremely nice man. Um, Byron Beck, I think, was worth it just for the impact thing. I I don't think you can look at his statistics and say that it was rivaling any of the other people whose numbers. Well, it's also one of those things like this is where the Nuggets have done such a bad job of telling their own story is that if you just want, like me, want to know about Byron Beck, like what made him special or interesting, won't find it. Nope. If you go like the NBA, there's like an official page of everybody where they give a little bio. Page not found for Byron Beck. <laughs> I'm not kidding. So that's what We're I was not like, sure he played. There's seven yeah. jerseys retired. He's one of them. And if you want to find out more information, page not found. He is one of the guys who was impacted about the, the settlement that the NBA had just now for uh, like giving yeah, these players oh, right, in retirement. Yeah. 
um, he is going to be part of those people because yeah. he spent his entire career in the ABA. So, do you, you remember know the the episode of The Office where the Dunder, whatever Dunder comes in, the guy that founded Dunder yeah. Mifflin, and like. <laughs> Nobody knows who he is or anything about him, and he gives a speech and then they push him out the door. I feel like that's Byron Beck. That's like, probably. ladies and gentlemen, a legendary nugget. <laughs> All right, time for you to leave. Like, we don't need to actually. He was there. Retired the night they were they they honored him. Right, uh, they honored the, all the retiree num- number of retirees. And uh, I was the only person that was over there talking to him. And I'm like, I was like looking around. And then finally, Terry Fry showed up and, you know, he started talking to him. But I was like, man, we got to got to do this. But it's like, it's true. No one, yeah. no one knows the Nuggets have done such a terrible job of respecting their own history. You right. Know? All right. We got to fly through some of these. 41, I went with Blair Rasmussen. I don't really <laughs> know this before my time. James Posey would be the biggest contender. Who's the greater Nugget? Uh, Blair Rasmussen. Really? Yeah. Well, there you go. Kind of a stiff, though, no? <laughs> Yeah, he was. He but was, he's our stiff. He's like the Mozgov of nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, he was a stiff in a, in a, and he got an enormous contract though. I mean, he got like one of the biggest contracts in the NBA uh, yeah. from uh, from the Atlanta Hawks. So number forty two is interesting. It's Wayne Cooper, who I gather is better than Blair Rasmussen. Yes, yes. Um, but it, he won this one. There's a lot of players that wore it. Lonnie Wright. <laughs> But at the very, you know, way back, Joe Wolf again, your guy, Mark Randall, Ryan Bowen, Scott Williams. Like, I think it's Wayne Cooper. I don't know. Like, are you sure you don't want Mark Randall in there? Mark Randall. Nuggets, <laughs> Nuggets in-game entertainment guy? Uh, you get to number 43, Linus Klaza. Nice. I know. It's funny. There's no really nobody that he's really contending with either. Um, you, you get know. past him, and then you get to Dan Issel at 44, which is a very interesting one. Very interesting one. I would argue if you talk about important Nuggets... He rises up. Like if you talk about greatest nuggets, English and Mello and and Thompson, you're gonna have. I think you're gonna make a list of over. Like when you just talk about the greatest, but when you talk about important ones, he's the most the more games than anyone. Mm-hmm. I think he's top five in almost every single statistical category. And he was a GM and he was a coach twice. I think he's actually the fourth most winningest coach or fifth most winningest coach now of all time in Denver Nuggets history, which is another little added bonus. Issel's a very important nugget. Uh, Dan Issel is. The first real stretch five in NBA history, even though he was really a stretched forward. it out to eight feet, no, yeah, no he, they, <laughs> fifteen he, yeah, feet. <laughs> he did the the old head fake, and he would get Kareem to run by him, and then he would he just. I mean, it was like clockwork. But he he was the only center in the N- NBA in the seventies uh, and eighties who was really shooting jumpers. Yeah. All of them were post players, so that's really where his impact was. And that, and he's the coach. He will his biggest impact is the coach of the ninety four Nuggets. Yeah. I mean, other than being a Hall of Fame player, and as for, as for when I think of Denver Nuggets, I think of Dan Issel. Issel's final act, he kind of went out disgracefully. Yeah. Obviously, he had a racial slur that he he yelled at a Hispanic person in the crowd or Mexican person in the crowd, yeah. and it was really his final act. Um, and it, it's in a shame for obviously a, a multitude of reasons, but one of them is there's few people that have as many through lines in the history of the Nuggets as Dan Issel. He's one of those guys that I think was important for tying it all together. And when he went out in a way that we know when someone gets canceled, rightfully so, mm-hmm. that it, like, okay, we lost that guy that ties together the ABA, the David Thompson, Alex English, LaFonso, he ties together four decades of Nuggets and kind of have to disappear. Look at his career just with the Nuggets. I mean, he won a tie, uh, ABA title with the uh, Kentucky Colonels uh, with him and Artis Gilmore. But from 75 to 85, Nuggets went to the ABA Finals, and the Western Conference Finals twice. Yeah. Not a single player has had that level right. of success in Nuggets history. Right, right. Really interesting one with him. Um, then you get to number 45, Rafe LaFrance, I think, wins it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Rafe LaFrance, a guy that was better than he got credit well, for. He wasn't a His savior. injury, his rookie season, like, yeah. like completely destroyed him. Jeff might argue for his guy, Stephen Hunter, here. <laughs> did you <laughs> see the Nuggets did the who's the first player you think of when you see this logo? Really? And he Jeff said Stephen Hunter. Hunter. <laughs> there you go. You're such a liar. And he replied to me, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're lying, Jeff. There's been nobody aware 46, 47, 48, 49, but there have been Lots of people who wear 50, I think the best of whom is Aaron Gordon. <laughs> kind of funny. Wow. Uh, most memorable one. 51, Michael Doliak. Michael Doliak. <laughs> so he wins another it. one of my answers to that question, by the way. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Number 52, you have Jordan McRae, Terry Davis, Norm Cook, Julius Key, and Larry Bunce. Let's give it to Jordan McRae. I, I have no idea. I, 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 <laughs> can just, we give it to Jordan McRae? One. 53, Rich Kelly, Cliff Livingston, and Jerome Allen. Oh, Cliff Livingston. Title winning Cliff Livingston. Well, yeah. there you go. 54, Rodney Rogers wore it for one season. 
We got to give. I think he wins it. Yeah. <laughs> You've also got Popeye Jones for a season. Fifty-five. I love this one. Dikembe or Kiki? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go with Dikembe. We're gonna go with Dikembe on this one. Number fifty-six, Francisco Elson. Yes. That's it. Number 77, Joffrey Laverne. He wins it. And number 94, Evan Fournier. Hey, so did he choose 94? Yeah. What yeah, because it was the year he was born. Oh. You That's think a... they just like gave him 94? Yeah, it doesn't say we could number someone's like, my first pick, 94. I, I think at... for the longest you couldn't be, you had to be a number below five, yeah. so, and then you had to be a second number below five. Yeah. So that's, you couldn't, and then they open it up to something. Yeah, they did. And, and I remember... Or you could be one through ten, I guess, because it's two hands. Evan Evan was one of my favorite people to to interview ever. Uh, he would just he was unvarnished, and he would just swear. Just he would just like, I couldn't. I had to when I was doing transcriptions. I had to edit out vast portions of the interview because it was just nothing but you know, just every swear word you could possibly think. Man. It was amazing. So to spoiler alert, again, we have the show, the Denver Sports Podcast, where we're going to talk about the numbers. Then we're going to compare all these Nuggets numbers we just talked about. Where do they compare to the Avs? Best Avs at the number, Rockies and Broncos, of course. And I'll tell you right now, nine Nuggets made the top. Out of zero to 99, nine Nuggets make the list. And some of the all-time greatest, including some of the retired Nuggets jerseys, did not make the cut. And it pains me. It doesn't. There's more all-time great nuggets than there are if you did the top 100 there would probably be like 15 of them would be nuggets right but it just so happens that a disproportionate number of them share a number with a slightly greater av or bronco or rocky and it's wild i bet there was someone who's like in this round table of people debating you know like great minds debating these numbers i'm sure there was someone who said argued for brandon marshall over uh nicole <laughs> yeah right can you imagine though if peyton manning was 15 or something like all oh, the arguments we'd have because first of all Jokic greater nugget than peyton manning was bronco yes. i'm just sorry he's a two-time yes. mvp what have you longevity this or that but it would have been the worst because you know he would have lost that battle. It would have been but, like whatever. I just think this is—I De- mean, always in the back of my mind. This is Denver. They're going to advocate for the Broncos so much. Uh, so like, but whatever. Yeah, I will tell you, there are a lot of Broncos, more than half. But a lot of this has to do with numbers above fifty are not common in most sports, yeah, and they're true. very common in, in football. So right. there's right. a lot of a lot of fifty true. and above. Um, Jeff, this was fun, man. Yeah, it's quite good having you in studio. In studio. Walk down uh, memory lane this on is, multiple fronts. Well, this is this is my function. I I, I am I am the such surrogate memory for everyone. I I, <laughs> I, I, I like keep track of everything, what and then sentence. they come to me <laughs> when they need to remember something about the Nuggets. Now I can't remember anything like for like basic life function, yeah. but I can remember like something like you know. Chauncey's jersey number, number, Jeff? No, not that one. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I, t- I tell you, I saw... We're letting you live that. Uh, but, it's not, but it's not... You see, it's important. I, I, I don't remember it. I, 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 this is so true. I saw a stand-up on like TikTok or something where it's like, I use my wife like I use the cloud. I'm like, babe. <laughs> where <laughs> like, is... I sent that there. Like, where is this thing? <laughs> it's like, you have that stored in your brain, right? Like, That's so true. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, everybody, thanks so much. Be sure to follow Jeff Moore and be fo- sure to follow out the CS G, Colorado Sports Guys podcast and, and all this stuff. Um, and just follow him on Twitter. He's a funny person. <laughs> I, I tweet very randomly. <laughs> Hit that like button on the way out. We'll see you guys tomorrow.